Welcome back to the Gen News Podcast. Well, week two is in the books. We're getting back to a little sense of normalcy here after that extra long week one. Uh, some great matchups last week that, that we'll uh, look into here in a second. And then uh, we'll be joined by Mr. Josh Nielsen calling in from Calgary, Alberta. And then uh, finally we'll look at uh, last week's top performers. Um, so without further ado, let's take a look at week number two. First up, Crash Test Domi, our champs. And I know that a lot of you were looking forward to hearing uh, from Anthony and Corey, but you know, the life of champs, man, they're busy. They're busy. So uh, yeah, there was just a little bit of scheduling conflict today, but uh, we'll get them on real soon so they can brag away. Uh, but yeah, they played McJesus, Kevin Dufa. Uh, the champs did not do so well. Uh, McJesus took them down 7-4. to four. Uh, Very close matchup overall. Uh, Crash says Domi just nipped Dufa in goals and also had just four more shots on net than, than, than Dufa. Um, so for Doof, uh, great performance and no surprise here. Mr. Connor McDavid, what a crazy record that is for him to be involved on every of the first nine, I think, to start the year, set an NHL record. Uh, says a lot about the rest of the Oilers. And uh, are you listening, Mr. Leon Dreisaitl? Yeah, so nice week for Dufa. Unfortunately for uh, the champs, uh, Tony and Corey, their goaltending was just pathetic, pathetic. Um, they started five different goaltenders, and, and they averaged a 3.21 goals against average and an 8.79 save percentage. Those So those uh, really hurt their stats. They didn't get any wins either. So yeah, Doof moves up to seventh place, and Corey and Tony, they fall to ninth. Next up... Yager's extortionist, Simon Lawrence, he played Mr. Saturday Night, uh, last week's guest, J.E. And this was another tight matchup, 5-5. Um, they actually saw it off. Uh, they tied in goals as well as wins. And uh, Simon just edged Jay in assists and points and penalty minutes and game winners. Jay just edged him in shots. Uh, and Jay really dominated the goaltending categories. Uh, for his team, he's happy to have Matt Murray back from injury as well as uh, Marc-Andre Fleury back from injury. Uh, both those guys played quite well last week. Uh, for Simon, uh, Johnny Goudreau had a good week. Uh, three goals, one assist, four points. And watch out when you play Simon coming down the line. Because he, he kept both Monaghan and Goudreau. Uh, and then since he's added uh, Lindholm, who's the third member of, the, of that top line there in Calgary. So, uh, yeah, if you're playing him and Calgary happens to get four or even maybe five games, look out. Because that could be trouble. I know that Simon, he's... Uh, He's won a championship on the back of Calgary Flames before, so I think he's hoping to do that again. Uh, but yeah, so with their tie, that leaves Jay in fourth place, and Simon just ahead of him in third. Next up, uh, Graham's team, who's renamed it to the Brink of Collapse, uh, played Panic in Detroit. And Panic in Detroit, Smolson Park, they needed this. They, they had a terrible week one, but they they beat down Graham 8-2. to two. Uh yeah, they just edged Graham in points. Graham edged them in uh, power play points. Um, but yeah, for Smalls and Park, an interesting stat for them. They had a good week from Justin Marcheseau, who had three goals, one assist, uh, four points, and added 14 shots on net. And speaking of shots on net for them, uh, Tyler Sagan, he had 19, and he, he continues to be one of the league leaders, if not the, in that category. Uh, but out of those 19 shots on net, 
None of them went in, uh, and he didn't have any assists or PIMS either. Uh, but he did have a minus three. So you got to take the good with the bad, I guess. Four. Graham, uh, Nikita Kucherov, his, his keeper, had a good week. Uh, one goal, four assists, five points, um, as well as 11 shots on net. Panic in Detroit takes down Graham, 8-2. to two, Moves Smolson Park up to 10th place and drops Graham just below them to 11th. Next up, uh, stacking chips. Josh Mammon, or Kamish, took on Mike Clark and Matty D. The Benny and the Jets and Clarkie and Matty D continuing on their strong start. Crush! Josh Mammon, 10 to 1. Uh, the only category that, that uh, Mammon was to able to edge was wins. He won that one 3 to 2, and he tied him in game winners. Uh, but other than that, pretty good overall domination by Benny and the Jets. For Josh Mammon, unfortunately for him, uh, he started uh, John Bernier and Jack Campbell, two backups. Uh, and they they did pretty poorly for him. So perhaps if uh, he was able to avoid those starts, uh, that could have swung those categories in his way. Uh, for Clarkey, Keith Kincaid, we'll, we'll stick with the goaltending, continues to be very good. He had um, just one win, but it was a shutout and a 236 goals against average and a 908 save percentage. So Clarkey and Matty D, they move up to first place and Josh falls down to eighth. Next up was my matchup. The Malkomaniacs took on D-Generation Svetch, Burke and Derek. Now, I was cruising all week, and I was hoping to win 9-2. Burke and Derek had a pretty poor offensive week, uh, but they came back. They fought back. It was a good battle. They fought back, and they even made it 6-5 going into late Sunday. Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks to Ristolainen, he scored a game winner uh, in overtime that... Uh, that helped me swing that category, and then also him being on on the ice tied plus minus for me, so it ended up seven four. Um, so I'll take that win for Burke and Derek. Uh, their goaltending was strong. Uh, Gibson, he's just killing it this year. But man, Jake the Fake Allen, I was counting on him getting blown up as he, uh, he played in Toronto on Saturday night, but he came away with a four one impressive impressive victory there for my team. Uh, Travis Konechny, finally, uh, he he hits the board. Um, yeah, he had two goals, two assists, four points, and ten shots on net. So, uh, the Mulkamaniacs, they move up to sixth place and into the playoff picture, and Degeneration Svetch fall out of first to second overall. Now, the Degenerated Podcast is happy to welcome from Calgary, Alberta, uh, to help analyze his matchup, among other things, Mr. Josh Nielsen. Welcome, Josh. Hello, hello. Hello, Josh. Welcome to the Degenerated Podcast. Oh, Michael. Well, thank you for having me, sir. How are you doing? And me too. I, I don't work. Oh, God. My apologies. <laughs> it starts already. <laughs> oh, hi, Michael. Like, it, it started 11 years ago. Like. <laughs> what our endless love? Oh, God. Yes, my darling, yes indeed. This is Nicola's first time on the podcast. That's nice. I'm sure everyone uh, is happy to hear her. I'm sure, I'm sure. Does she want to hop on and just join and and, uh, discuss, you know, your draft and how your week went and all that? Nothing would bore her more, my (laughs) Okay, well then, then we can... uh... (laughs) I can only imagine what she thinks of me doing this right now. Her mind must be racing. Oh, totally, totally. Well, well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, sure, we, we just did the uh, the updates from from week two. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to hear um, 
maybe you could give the feedback of how your week went. You played Dave and Cody. Yes, I did indeed play Dave and Cody. Yeah, it went all right. Um, one six three, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, unless there's been a point adjustment of some sort. No, you're right. Six uh, three win. Good job. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, so it was a, a half decent week. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah, better than the first week. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, beating up on 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 Dave and Cody. They're having a rough start to the year. It, yes, they uh, they had a tough uh, they had a tough first week as well. And and for them, like with, like after that Matthews trade, they must just hate watching. Cody told me he's like, I can't even. Uh, he can't even. Oh watch my god! Like the, games. Trust me, like we've all been there. I remember like not keeping Getz lap and then fucking Beefa picked them up right right before me in the draft that year. Yeah. And and Getz up ended up having like one of those like heart almost heart nomination kind of seasons. I think in like ninety points or something like. Yeah. It was so ridiculous. I mean, you just every time you see their name come up and you see like the multi point games and you just yeah, it, it hurts. hurts. It's a stare. Yeah, you'll you'll lose a couple of uh, hair follicles for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, a couple of hairs for your for your team last week. Uh, Logan Couture, uh, your first mm-hmm. round draft pick. He had a good week. He had four goals and assists and nine shots. Um, so yeah, I what I was thinking, Josh, is we could sort of. Run through your draft a little bit here. So, so yeah, Couture was, uh, was your first. <laughs> do, do, do we want to start with the like, like the entire fucking thing here, Mikey? Oh, we'll get, we just gonna go oh, we'll the get there. Oh, we'll get there. Right now, we're going to focus on 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 your actual well, players. Well, sweet Jesus, we better. Yes. So yeah, you you went Couture first overall. Um, are you happy with yes. that still? Um, what was your thought process there? To be honest with you, Mike, I was going to go with a goalie, and you bamboozled me into taking a player. Um, I was thinking about taking Mike. Yeah, well, you were you were you were on your game. I, I con- was not. I convinced you to uh, at the start of, at the start of the draft. Oh, Mike! See, the, the great part about this, everybody that's listening, is that Mike keep, has no keep recollection. Keep in mind, of this. keep in mind, Josh. There's there's lots of sensitive ears listening, so you know. <laughs> How sensitive are we talking about? Here? Um, um, anyhow, long story short is, uh, yeah, I picked Couture. Um, I was thinking about picking a goalie. Um, given how the rest of my draft went, um, I think that I was happy with that. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Couture. I, I felt like he was going to, um, you know, some lots of power play opportunities. Um, I thought he was going to score as many goals as he did last year, have a similar year as he did last year. I just felt like he was a solid pick there. Um, so, yeah, I went with him. Yeah, he's a good player. He, yeah, good overall player. Good, yeah. solid player. Uh, and then you went, yeah. you, you you did go goalie second round. You you uh, landed mm-hmm. Corey Crawford, who just came back from yeah. injury. Mm-hmm. And he looks pretty decent so far, but I know they're going to they're gonna ease him back in. But, uh, you know, he won't be playing many back-to-backs. You know, they'll give him every opportunity to rest, especially early. But uh, um, I like what I see so far, that's for sure. Yeah, he had a good first game there. But, yeah, he's got that scary sort of chronic... Um, vertigo. That's a weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Bad it, is, balance, it is a little bit bizarre. But but hey, uh, yeah. Hopefully I'm confident the team players gonna pull it together. Yep. And then you went uh, Matthew Kachuk in from Calgary. Yes. Did you draft him because he plays for Calgary and you live in Calgary? Uh, not at all. I think he's. A, I think he's a great player. I think he's a, in the mold of like a Wayne Simmons, mm-hmm. and so um, totally. Like he, you know, with the penalty minutes and depending on what kind of shots he gets, I mean, you gotta think for as long as Goudreau and Monaghan are on that top line, he's gonna, 
he's going to see the second matchup all the time. Plus, he plays on the first play power play normally. Occasionally, he gets taken off. Mm-hmm. But uh, and he's and he's now a captain and assistant captain of that team. Um, he's uh, he gets a lot of opportunities uh, on that team for sure. Definitely, definitely. And his brother Brady Kachuk just um, having a good start in in uh, Ottawa. <sighs> Yeah, but then he, isn't he injured now? Uh, I think he's injured. Yeah, but uh, I'm pretty sure. Old Anyhow. Keith did a good job with his uh, raising his raising his boys with Puck in, in St. Louis. There, that's for sure. did he ever? Yeah, Keith Kachuk would have been a monster back in the day for our fantasy. Oh gosh, can you imagine? Oh man! Oh, because he, he used to collect at least 100 penalty minutes a, a year, no? Yeah, and well, the power he, play points too. So many power play goals. Oh, oh my god! For sure, he was like he. Yeah, 100. We'll have to go back later and check his career stats. But yeah, yeah you you could set in stone 100 pims, and like he had years where he flirted with 50 goals. I, I remember too. So yeah, he was good. He was a good player. Uh, and then yeah, and then you went JVR. In your next round, and unfortunately, oh, yeah, that, that, what a tough that one, was, eh? stinger, stinger for you. But he'll be uh, back. Did I did I take Tyson Berry before him, or did I take uh, did I did I take Ben Reeves like next? I couldn't remember. You may I have a, after I regardless after I went through your draft, I realized I was like, I think I'm missing someone. So maybe I'm and and Barry could have been the one. But so then you got Barry maybe yeah. before or after him. But then yeah, and then you went to Patrick. and then you went Pittsburgh. You went uh, Patrick Hornquist. Um, and have you dropped him since? Well, 100% that is correct, Michael. Ooh, so okay. So, yeah, that's sort of, that's always interesting. I've done it. I've dropped higher guys than that uh, th- oh, uh, this weekend. Yeah. But, like, when you draft a guy and then you're like, fuck, and then you've you got to drop oh, him. Oh, yeah. But he, yeah, yeah, he, 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 man, he's off to an absolutely horrible start. Been dropped to the third line already today. Mm. Like, ugh. Oh, yeah. If we'll, see, we'll, see you, we'll see you in six weeks when you get your fucking game back, Patrick. Yeah, if he's not with uh, clicking with Crosby, there, he's it's hard to it's hard to roster that guy. Yeah, but holy smokes! Okay, Mike, hold on. Can I just tell you something? In his first season or second season, Keith Kachuk had two hundred and one pims. Holy! And God. then in his second season, two fifty five. Jesus, <laughs> two fifty five, forty one goals and forty assists. He was in his fucking second year. Pardon oh my, my French, God. everybody. Can you imagine? My, he was a minus twelve. Oh, boo hoo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Keith Kachuk podcast. That's, 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 that's the man. Sorry. Okay. Back on track. That's all good. No, no, that's interesting. I, I didn't know that his pins were that high. That's crazy. D- different sort of league back then. No, that's for sure. Um, yeah, and then you took uh, Mr. Elias Pedersen. I did. Yeah. Yeah. A solid pick. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of surprised that he didn't go before then. Considering where um, Burke and um, Derek took uh Chef whatever. I was surprised that uh, yeah, Pedersen didn't go. Plus, he's a homer. Plus, he's a homer. I thought he anyway. Yeah, we can move on. Yeah. Um, well, that actually leads us to our first question oh, from the mailbag. So apparently, we don't move on. No, <laughs> no. I'm the host. Stop right there at the door. There, I'm the host. <laughs> We're gonna stick on this. You just want to move just, right I'll on past that. Back to me. There's a lot of juice out there with that Pedersen pick, but. Uh, yeah, so opening up, yeah, okay. This uh, this question is from uh, Mr. Kevin Dufa. Uh, he says, Josh, uh, with Pedersen getting injured, um, what do you mm. think of the suspension? Uh, and then mm. uh, do you think that the league should be doing more to protect its young stars? Uh, oh, tough question. I feel like 
it's a very like Miss America question. Um, I, to be honest with you, Josh, to be honest, the beer, buddy. It's not a Miss America yeah, question. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, anyhow. Um, I actually don't. I actually didn't think it was all that bad. Um, yeah, he throws him on the ground. I don't think he fucking went to hurt him or anything like that. It's a bit. It's bad that you know. He, he, I mean, listen, Patterson's like a buck twenty soaking wet. Yeah. I mean, you knew he was going to get hurt, right? Like he's like I feel like he's more frail than Nugent Hopkins when he came in the league. Look what happened to him, like. I had a funny feeling that this was going to happen. I mean, you know, ideally you'd love to be able for him to put on another, you know, 20, 30 pounds, but he's just too good. You can't, you can't wait two more years to bring him in, right. Or whatever it might be. So, yeah. so you know, and it kind of, it's just, that's what's going to happen. He's just too slight. He's going to get injured. So you have to know that. And unfortunately the guy just picked him up like he was a fucking twig. I mean, yeah, I bet you surprised the crowd over that. Over Matheson, I bet you surprised the shit out of him. Like, oh my god, he's like, and he went down like, like, yeah, yeah. I meant to like, you know, throw him down, but I didn't mean to concuss the kid, right? Because I mean, that's the last. I mean, I've, I've read some quotes on him. He's like, he was pretty apologetic. He wasn't. I don't think it was in his, you know, hard to hurt him or anything. I mean, no. And when it comes to, just I, hard. I think that they, I, I don't think, they, I don't think that young players necessarily should be protected more than another player, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I, I don't think that they do enough to protect the players. Period. I mean, I think that Tom Wilson's. Um, it wouldn't have been given as like if somebody else does it, they don't get twenty. But maybe they should because I mean that is a nasty hit. Mm-hmm. I mean that hit. Don't get me wrong. Twenty years ago was like people were standing, you know, giving you standing ovations and patting you on the back for hitting a guy that hard. Oh yeah, right. Steve and like, and Don Don Lindrum, like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I mean, guys were winning awards for doing it, right? But totally. um, you know, I think I think the point is is that the games it's changed and of course it has to change because we have to protect human beings people and whatnot. So yeah, um, I agree with you. I think it's hard to, I I think it's really hard to like say, especially like, Oh, we got to protect the young stars. Young people. Exactly. Like, and then what's the league supposed to do? Be like, Oh, okay. Uh, is that guy was that guy born in uh, 1993 or later? <laughs> uh, what did, is he a star? So he, he and, yeah. How much power then, play time does that guy uh, get? Okay, all right. Oh, okay, now cool. my arm's up. Now, yeah. yeah, okay. Like it's just yeah. that's too much. There's too much gray area there. I think. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that also yeah. that leads us into another mailbag question, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And so Burke uh, Burke wants to know, Josh. What, he he just wants to understand. I think he says, "Why did you okay. drop Besser last year?" Help us understand. Oh, sweet Jesus! Uh, so much like Dave and Cody, at least they got an asset back um, <laughs> in there. Unlike me, exactly. Uh, so so yes, I can understand where this question would come from. Yeah. Um, you know what it was? Is that there was a lot of talk about them like not playing him all that much. If you recall that, I do. Yeah. Uh, they, they, would say, they were saying like, they're going to play him, you know, three out of four games or four out of seven or like whatever the hell it was. Yeah. But it was like, they were going to rest him on back to back. So they're going to do this. They're going to do that. And then he got off to like a bad start. Like he didn't have a very good start and it didn't look all that promising. The Canucks looked terrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this kid, this kid is just like, they're going to bury him. Like every, all the good, um, all the top defensive pairings, all the, like the checking lines, they're going to go up against him. He's not going to have a fucking sniff yeah. and they're going to sit him, and they're going to end up setting him back down. Like, I'm like, like it came, it was like seven games in, I want to say. And I'm like, this is, and I, and I was, uh, I want to say it was one of those things where it was a tight week and kind of every week counts. And I had to drop some guys to pick some, and that was kind of what it was. And mm. 
Yeah. And then totally. Yeah. yeah. And then but that one hurts. I, I, think, I think that's a really good point. Like Dave and Cody, at least you got Connor Helly back. You know, and and also it's not your, yeah, it's not your favorite team. Yeah, just every, yeah. How, 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 like and, and like I'm a right-handed shot. You know, yeah. You're basically you know, I don't have that exactly. Like, I mean, I mean he, he's, he's basically my child. Right? So, uh, you're you're like a clone. you're like a clone of each other. Uh, you two. Obviously, <laughs> no, it's just it's tough, especially when it's your home team, right? Like, oh my god, totally. It's just, just, and then and then, anyway, and then Burke, Burke doesn't fo- have a follow up. Uh, he wants to know. Uh, when you're going to drop Pedersen, uh, so so Burke and Derek can, can, can get their waiver. Priority. That was that's like a two out of ten joke right there. Let's <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to take over your show again. No, mind. it's okay. Hey, no, you're not taking it over. <laughs> We're doing this together. <laughs> We're doing this we... together. Um, yeah, speaking of Pedersen. I offer yeah. you a trade in person. Um, I'm going to share with the league. Um, oh, offered, yeah. What, what, who was it? I offered you Nick oh, Backstrom shit. straight up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I probably should have done that one. After the first two games of the year, I I, I was very high on Pedersen. I still am. I, I still think he's going to be an absolute superstar. Um, and yeah, yeah. look, Cr- Crosby's had lots of concussions, and he's turned out just fine. Uh, but, but, yeah, I... I I, I put the timer on you. He's, he's also uh, like a rising boy. I mean, he's a short stock guy. I mean, we're not that short, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah, Crosby's no. a bit of a fire hydrant. Yeah, he's not. He's built a little bit thicker than Patterson. But although when Crosby was nineteen, I'm sure he was a little bit thinner yeah, as well. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but weren't we all? You know, an old man. Oh God. Um, okay, yeah. So, th- getting back to your draft here a little bit. Uh, yes. So then, after Pedersen, I thought that this strategy uh, was quite interesting. In the seventh round, you had two back-to-back picks, and then you went with mm-hmm. Bryce and La- and Laner to lock up mm-hmm. the the New York Island goaltending. What did that just sort of yeah. fall on your lap? Was that a was that a plan? Did were you sort of eyeing one over over the other? What was your thought there? Um, I wasn't eyeing one over the other, and it was a plan. Yes, um, the plan was is that they did drop there that I was going to take them, um, depending on what my goaltending looked earlier. So, um, so Crawford was a roll of the dice. Like, imagine that guy doesn't come back and he quit talking. Like, that was a possibility. Like totally said, right. Um, so it's kind of a bit of a gamble, and so that was my backup. So if he if he fails. You know, then I have at least the Islanders goaltending where I can pick and choose my spots. Um, you know, and I also have rent in price to, you know, to um, sort of anchor in my goaltending, right? So, right. Um, turns out I got kind of three, I got four starters, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, price and so, yeah, my, well. yeah, my plan was is that, you know, if, um, and, you know, if I had taken Smith in the first round, I'm not sure I would have done that. Yeah. I might have, you know, I had another strategy and so but that one didn't work out so this was kind of a plan b yeah um but definitely definitely was on the horizon it's a nice way to to lock up starts at the very least right like you yeah know, you, uh, yeah for sure you don't have to you sort of worry about that who's been better so far this year i guess laner huh Cruel. yeah laner's been a little bit better it's a little bit early to tell me geez i mean we haven't even played what 10 games yet i mean have we how many games have they played I mean, something like that it's eight eight or still so early yeah so still, still pretty early but uh uh, Leonard's been a little bit better. 
Mm, okay. And then uh, and, and then you went with the Toronto Maple Leaf, Nazim Kadri. Um, How did Burks say it? I wish I could know Burks. Nazim Kadri. I think he does something like that. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I don't know. He's doing it. Oh, right. he does. I'll appreciate that. Him, him and Graham are actually at the uh, at the Canuck game as we speak right now watching the Capitals. Oh, match. jealous. Me too. Me too. Score, score not bad boy right now. But yeah, Kadri. Like give it away. Like Kadri, he's one of those sort of guys where he, another guy that'll get, he'll get you pims and then he'll get you sort of shots on net and sort of do, and then if you get some power play time, he's good. But with Tavares yeah, sort of stepping in in front of him, I don't know how that's sort of worked out. He's, he's that third line center. I saw. I was watching. Yeah. I was watching uh, the game on a Saturday. There, they played St. Mm-hmm. Louis, and and uh, it looked like Babcock was just putting him out against the top line, and, and they were commenting mm-hmm. like how Kadri's job this game is just to shut down this line. So I don't know. He's he's a very good defensive player as well. So we'll see how that sort of turns out for you. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'd be lying to say that I'm not nervous about Nazem Kadri's production. Mm. Okay, so he he might be on the chopping block. Um, then you went know. and then you went back to defense. Apparently, took, everybody's on the chopping block at some point. Mike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a ruthless league. We're we're in here, Joshy. And then uh, oh, yes. and then you went Colton Pareko uh, from the St. Louis Blues. Yep. What are your thoughts on him? Shocky soul, my team. Yeah. He's uh, St. Louis has been sort of disappointing, and I, I was looking. They, they've got a weird thing. They've got Vince Dunn on power play one, but also Vince Dunn sometimes is a healthy scratch. So, so it's like he's like either their seventh defenseman or, but he's also their power play quarterback when he's in the when he's in the lineup. A little strange. A little strange. But, yeah, I think well, what's a little strange is the fact that he doesn't play for the National Predators because with that fucking name, you should be somewhere singing a country tune. <laughs> Vince Dunn? Vince Dunn. He should be on the National <laughs> Predators. He can go and sing the National Anthem in a twangy voice. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And then finally, uh, in, in your last round, Josh, you took uh, Kyle Ocposo, who had a nice mm-hmm. week for you last week. He had a goal and two assists, 10 pims, 10 shots on net. Uh, in Buffalo, yeah. yeah, yeah, surprisingly, like, yeah, surprisingly, uh, has had a nice little. I mean, you know, he's got one one goal in four four assists, like you said, or anything like whatever eight or nine games. So I mean, it's you know forty point ish range, but uh, the pins have been quite nice. The yeah. Pins were, and he's got some upside. Nice. He, he's had some big years. What like if he gets time with Eichel or even. Um, if Reinhardt or Middlestad on that second line, if they can produce a little bit, um, yeah, I think that that's a nice little spot for him there. It could be. It could be. It's uh, yeah. It's hopefully, I mean, hopefully for me, it is. I mean, we'll 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 see. It's uh, it's tough. He's very um, streaky, and I mean, if you look at his time on ice, you know, like 16, 14, 18, 20, sort of like looks like he's got some potential. And then fourteen, seventeen, thirteen, ten, eleven. So you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. But with with eleven minutes, he's been producing. So uh, I think that uh, sounds like it seems like his coach is sort of up and down on him, which can be a bit of a pain in the ass as a fantasy owner. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. So we we touched on your goaltending a little bit. You, we talked about how you mm-hmm. got Crawford back. 
and then uh, and then how you lock up the Islanders. I just want to touch on. Uh, yeah, it's nice, or it must be nice for you to to, to have Carey Price, sort of like with Montreal's overall team success, which I don't think too many people mm-hmm. saw coming. Uh, it definitely puts him back into that that sort of top half, at least of the goalies in the NHL. Don't you think? I think so. Uh, you know, from from all accounts, you know, the team's playing hard in front of them. Um, I, you know, he's had a couple of shaky outings, but at the same time, uh, um, and by shaky, I mean, you know, just same percentage in the, you know, 800 somewhere. Mm. Um, but, uh, I don't know, for the most part, it, it's, um, when you think of the worst case scenario, this is definitely not it. So it's been a, it's been a pleasant surprise. It's kind of another reason why I wanted to get some extra goaltending just in case you never know, right? Um, you know, he's been a little injury prone over the last couple of years, so oh yeah, uh, yeah got it, got it. And 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 also that's kind of what I was saying before about Crawford, and you know, just his starts. They might not start him, you know, seventy games. Like he might be, he might be in the fifty-five, sixty range now. You know, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll see how we'll see how Montreal uses him. Rant has been good though for you. I mean, Arizona has not been <coughs> scoring scoring goals, so it's hard. That that'll affect your wins total, but uh, his ratios yep. have been sort of right where he left off last year when he was one of the best in the league. Yeah, last in the last twenty games, I think that he was in the top three in both city percentage and goals against. I think it was something. I like want to say yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, anyhow, yeah. I mean, very young team. We'll see what happens. I mean, again, it's so early with these teams. I mean, come on, look at the start the Canucks are off to. I mean. Do you think that they're, uh, you know, uh, what, what are they playing in, like a 660 team right now? I mean, come on, let's be serious. Yeah, we're going to win so. the cup, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Five and two, I'm right? sure. Yeah. Okay. All right, <laughs> it's it's we... funny, it's sarcastic, it's sarcastic as you say that. People in Calgary actually think that it's a non, like, that people in Vancouver aren't sarcastic and they actually think the Canucks are going to win the cup because of the start they've had. Well, it's pretty funny. That's crazy. No one here, like, oh, really gosh. believes that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, but, be, the perception is is that we that we actually are that stupid. Just to let you know, I do like I do like watching the Canucks a lot more this year than years past, and I love the Sedins and everything. But it definitely yeah. feels like a new chapter. Well, you notice you notice how slow they were. Like I, as much as I love them, like for sure. Oh, yeah. But I mean, in that like last year, oh, like you think they could not play in overtime? They couldn't do it. No, think about that. They they were too slow. Yeah, people would just beat them. They just skate around them. Yeah, because there's so much room, room out there. It's like, yeah, it's like easy, easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Weird. okay. Well, yeah, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, sure. yeah, maybe we can uh, sort of fill the league in. Both uh, both you and I uh, sort of checked uh, bucket list item on, in, in September. Oh, uh, yeah, why don't you tell tell our listeners what, what we did there? What we did, yeah, and how okay. Well, uh, Michael and I went to the Penn State Ohio State. Uh, well, we went to a football game at uh, Penn State at Beaver Stadium in Happy Valley, and it was uh, when it comes to the pageantry of a sporting event, it was the number one sporting event I've ever been to. Oh, for sure. Yeah, me too. It was, uh, I mean, I went to game five of the Stanley Cup finals in Vancouver. And, I mean, so 
like, but the pageantry beforehand wasn't like you can't imagine what it was like with a hundred and I'll think it was 110,000 people yeah. packed into the stadium. Jammed. It was, yes, it was insanity. Even like hearing like the, the band as we were like walking up oh. to the stadium, like that still gives me like goosebumps. It was, uh, and when like there's a, so just for everybody, there's 110,000 people and just imagine breaking that out into four quadrants and the Nittany Lion comes to the, comes to center, center field, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, the 50 yard line and everybody just, you can hear a pin drop that you can't hear anybody. And then with each section, he gets you to roar and then (laughs) each individually. And finally the student section goes. And it is one. Of, it is something that still to the day brings like the, ne- the hairs on my neck to a point because it was so deafening. It was about forty thousand or thirty thousand students just screaming at the top of their lungs. It was something to behold. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and tailgate was was quite fun in the lead up as well. That was another level. Well, some some guy brought like. A, a sound system that would blow the doors off of bar none yeah. and fucking set it up on the feet on a field at nine o'clock in the morning and proceeded to pound out. Um, I don't know, Mike, how do you describe the music? It was sort of, it was like party music. It was just like, let's, but it, it was, it was like, it was, it was like 1987 to, 2001's oh. greatest shit hits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, get, yeah. It was like like the what would have been played at the Roxy sort of so that sort of like uh, shook me all night long. That, that would have been in. Oh, fuck. And then he had like the it drops was... from from the Penn State Lions roaring, and he'd splash that in there in his own <laughs> DJ name. The guy was a bit of a weirdo. Uh, the, the, the DJ, DJ Dan Penn yeah. State <laughs> in the DJ. middle of the tune. <laughs> and then the... And the, when we met the guy the Friday night before the night of our draft, like, like shaking his hand, just because Josh and I, I mean, we went with like, there was like 30 people at least of my sort of sister, uh, sister and her boyfriend's friends. And so we didn't know oh very, uh, very many people. So we're introducing ourselves around and, uh, and uh, I, I put my hand up to this guy. I'm like, hey, I, hey, I'm Mike. And the guy's like, I'm Dan. I'm the DJ. I'm like, okay, okay, DJ Dan. I'm like, I'm like, fifty year old white guy, really like, proud of his DJ. He's like, oh, oh, we met him at the Legion. Like, oh, yeah. oh, of course, he met him at the fucking. Of course, Legion. he did. Of course. <laughs> where, where else would you meet your DJ? Of course. Oh God. One fun, uh, another fun story from that uh, is that one, one of the thirty friends. It was a a boyfriend of one of the girls uh, used to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars and uh, really man. nice guy. And uh, anyway, Josh, Josh uh, took the opportunity um, to, uh, to, to, to play catch, but we didn't have a football. So Josh went and bought a football <laughs> and brought it back to the, brought it back to the tailgate. So he could uh, chuck the old pigskin around with an NFL. I ain't no fool, Mike. You only get certain opportunities, and you got to take advantage of said opportunities. And you were just you were dropping dimes for him too, by now. I, I, oh yeah, man! I was zipping it in there, man. You're making it rain all over that tailgate. Well, it was funny because he was standing behind a group of people that all wanted me to throw them the football, so they kept trying to pick it off. But <laughs> it's uh, like, let me just my ball. You're not. 
No, no. If you think I'm throwing to you instead of the NFL football player, you are fucking kidding yourself. Get out of the way, Tammy. Exactly. Beat it, Tammy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you you were in town uh, somewhat yeah. recently. Uh, you you put yeah. together quite a surprise party for 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 Nicola, who who uh, was on the pod there earlier with a quick hello. She turned thirty. I did. Um, I did. And uh, I I just thought. It would, I loved your your uh, your explanation of of how you um, tricked Nicola and, and and your master trickery because she she thought that there was something going on but then you well well you tell the story about how you uh, actually made the surprise um, happen and pulled it off. Well, uh, so I mean, I think that any good surprise you need to give you need to give a bit of a Kansas City shuffle, mm. you know, just sort of, sort of a little bit of sleight of hand, if you will, and but it's tough when the person you're trying to surprise has requested a surprise party. <laughs> Very difficult. So uh, when, when, when this was requested, I think you... I definitely think adds to the that. difficulty factor. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's like, like you, you realize like, it's kind of like the opposite of how this works, right? Like, <laughs> you're not supposed to ask. You're supposed to be surprised. Yeah. No? Yeah, okay. right. Like, know. didn't really compete with her. Right. Anyhow. So, um, so then that, that really kind of first, that uh, really gave you a challenge. Yes, yes, exactly. So um, I told her that um, because her weekend, her birthday is on Thanksgiving, which is very difficult to get people together for, as mm-hmm. you could imagine, dinners and totally. people away and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I told her that um, we were going to do like a couple of different things throughout the weekend, um, and that. Uh, like I wouldn't tell her like who we we're going to be with or where we we're going to go, but there's a couple of different things going on. Basically, right? right? Oh. It was difficult. I couldn't like you can't really get everybody together. And she was like, "Yep, that makes sense." Uh, story of my life, basically. Sure. And I was like, "Well, that's the, that's the first step that I had to sort of sell her on." And then, uh, <clears throat> so, but I didn't tell her this until we actually got to Vancouver. So she didn't really have time to like think it through too too much. Like we got in at three, we checked in the hotel, you know, you know, mess like we went and had a couple of drinks, et cetera, et cetera. Right? So yeah, kind of didn't really. She didn't really think it through. She didn't have time to necessarily think what I was talking about through. So what I what I said to her is I said, uh, uh, today what we're going to do is we're going to go for some dinner with uh, my mom and your mom and dad and sister and, you know, stepmom or whatever. And uh, just a small dinner. And uh, then we're going to go meet some friends for drinks afterwards. How about I don't tell you where we're going to go there, like afterwards and who we're going to meet because that'll be like the surprise, right? And kind of throughout the weekend, that'll kind of be the surprise of what group of friends kind of are we meeting or whatever. Gotcha. She's like, that's that sounds good. Okay, awesome. And she's like, I'm excited, right on. And, I'm like, and she's like, uh, you know, where are we going? I'm like, oh, we're gonna go to Riverhouse, which is where she used to work. So this is great. And so, and I set up with the people that work there uh, because there's a restaurant and there's a bar that um, I and the lie that I told Nicola was is that um, her cousins don't know if they're coming here yet, not yet. So we might have to get like a. Like, I don't know who's coming, basically. I just said, I don't know who's coming. I think it's going to be, like, there might be three or four other people or whatever. So when I got there, the lie that I told the people to say is, oh, that you had a couple extra people. We had to move you to the bar, which is just, like, gotcha. perfect. Because, and, and Nicole was like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. As Josh told me that uh, we might get my cousins that are coming. We weren't expecting that. Right. You know what I mean? And she's like, oh, yeah. So we walked. So then we just walked right through the pass bar. And uh, Nicole was kind of, like, looking at the kitchen because she – we used to work there, so she's kind of like interested in seeing what's going on, yeah, right? Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, say, exactly. Say hi to Jeff and the second cook, and yeah, sure. Yeah, and then it just spatter right into 
you know, 75 of her friends and family that yelled surprise and then sung her happy birthday. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it sure was. It really turned out well. Um, yeah, you did a really yeah, good job. Yeah, uh, yeah, you had a very nice speech as well that 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 you uh, that you did for Nicola that I thought was impressive. Yeah, very good job by you, buddy. Okay. So yeah, you. Um, this leads this this leads us to our 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 last question from the mailbag from Graham Stevens. Oh yeah. Yeah, Graham wants to know. Uh, so uh, when are you moving back? Oh, that's a great question, Michael. That well, is a very good question. Well, it's Graham's question, a, but but I'd like to that? know. As, it's Graham's question, but I'd like to know as well. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure right now. Uh, we are planning on moving back as soon as possible. Um, Nicola needs to finish her articles, and once she does that, and she's kind of a lawyer, we kind of have some. You know, we can kind of move around. So uh, we're here at least until next, like, probably gee, August would be the earliest that we'd probably move back home. Um, but we're both, we both miss it a lot. Yeah. The last couple of times that we've been home, we've been getting uh, more and more <clears throat> um, homesick. I think the other thing is, is we're thinking about having kids soon. And, you know, the thought of being out here and not being able to, you know, yeah. go over to Uncle Mikey's or, you know, go hang out with whoever it might be. Um yeah, you know, like it's it's the the thought of it's a little sad to be honest with you, but uh, uh, and exciting at the same time. So you're kind of like kind of like this weird, um, mm. but so so uh, you know we're we get asked that a lot, and it's sort of like our probably our biggest uh, uh, unknown in 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 the in more than a year. Like we're we're hoping to move back. The other problem is that it's kind of expensive to move back uh, when it comes to housing, right? Sure, it's a lot cheaper, you know. It's about half as expensive, so well, we'll see. The good part is that Calgary's a short flight away, and it's easy to get back and forth. And uh, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd I'd like to extend an invitation. Uh, Dave and I have gone to visit you guys for the Calgary Stampede the last two years, and and, uh, then, and, then, and then going again. So if there's any other league members that want to have a good time in July, come on down. We'll uh, we'll. We'll sort it out. We'll uh, we get an Airbnb or something close to you guys, and and then and then and then do it that way. That'd be a lot of fun. So, oh my god, that that would be a blast. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. All right, Joshy, do you want to stick around while while we rip through the top performers here? Pope Catholic. This kid. Kid is a fucking stud. Kid's a fucking beauty. Fucking look at this kid. Fucking love this kid. Kid lights lamp. Hashtag lamp light. Easily lamp. Don't give him too much space, buddy. He'll dangle. He'll dangle all the fucking way to outer space. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, I guess we're going to start in net. Um, so the third best goalie from last week, Joshy, it belonged to Graham Steven. Uh, Mr. Devin Dubnik, he had two wins, a 1.0 GAA, 9.70 percentage. Yeah, from the Minnesota Wild. The keeper for Graham, dooby dooby doo. Uh, second best goalie from last week. I uh, only played one game, but he played it quite well for J.E. Mm-hmm. Matt Murray back from his uh, concussion. He came back and he, okay. got a, and he got a shutout. So the stats are pretty pretty self-explanatory there. And then the best goalie from last week belonged to me, uh, UC Soros. Uh, so he 
I didn't. I'm sorry, Mike. I didn't hear you. It was a long time. Me. It's <laughs> <laughs> my one bright yeah, spot. Thank you yeah, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, my I've got two two uh, starting goalies on the IR right now, but thankfully I kept Soros. Uh, he came in and in, in relief of uh, of Rene when he got he, uh, Rene got sort of it happened on a goal. His own defenseman like sort of was cut was trying to stop a guy from driving to the net, and his own defenseman like mm-hmm. bumped him, and they ended up scoring. Mm-hmm. So it was a double whammy. Uh, Soros sort of, or yeah. I'm sorry, Rene sort of took himself out of the game, and then Soros came mm-hmm. in. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. so he and then and then Nashville went on to win. So he got a win there, and then he got a shutout mm-hmm. in his next game. So as long as Soros doesn't okay. allow any goals for the rest of the year, my team's going to be just mm-hmm. fine. Um, but yeah, good luck with that, Mike. Yeah, thanks. Um, now moving on to defenseman, uh, third best okay. defenseman. You're familiar with this guy uh, on Yager's extortionists, uh, Keith Yandel. You remember him, Joshy? Oh yeah, yeah. yes I do. I've owned him on numerous occasions. You sure have. Oh, he, he had a oh, goal, four it. assists, two pims, and six shots on net. Uh, the second best defenseman uh, belonged to Crash Test Domi. Their keeper, Brent Burns, uh, he had a goal to assist, 12 pins, and five shots on net for the Sharks. Um, and the best mm-hmm. and the best defenseman uh, belonged to uh, Simon Lawrence, Yager's extortionist again. Uh, P.K. Subban, he had a goal to assist, plus three. Yeah, and 11 shots on net. <clears throat> he's a good defenseman, man. I'll tell you that. Yeah, his goal was a good one. a lot of shots, doesn't he? Okay. Yeah, he's on that PP1. That's pretty good. It's pretty solid. Pretty solid overall. Uh, and mm-hmm. then, and then uh, finally, let's look at forwards here. Uh, the third best forward belonged to Panic in Detroit, Smoles and Park. Jeff Skinner, mm-hmm. he had four goals and assists. Yeah. And 14 shots on net um, and a game winner. Second best mm-hmm. uh, forward from last week was from Benny and the Jets, Nathan McKinnon. Uh, two goals, five assists, mm-hmm. seven points, six pims, and 13 shots on net. And that a heck of a train, that one. Ooh, yeah, and his line mate was the first best. Um, the first best? The best? Yeah, the best forward from last week belonged to Crash Test Domi, Gabriel Landeskog, the captain. Uh, he, or mm. he, he is the captain. He did have a good weekend, yeah. yeah, he's the captain. He had six, yeah. goals, seven, uh, six goals, seven points, plus five, three power play points, and two game winners. Uh, yeah, so... Good for him. Uh, uh, this week's top performers were brought to you this week by Eden. Uh, now that cannabis is, has been legalized across the country, now is the perfect time to hit up Eden at Joyce and Kingsway to get some of that good green. Uh, th- from THC to CBD, Eden has you covered. Uh, for those of you that find smoking, it's hard on the lungs, don't worry about it. Try one of their wide array of edibles. Um, now, Canada, like we said, is now the second country to legalize cannabis. Josh, do you know the first? Must have been uh, Holland. No, it's that's what I thought, but it's Uruguay, actually. That was my second choice. <laughs> I bet it was. So, so yeah, so now is as good of a time as any to get on the train. <clears throat> Come on, man. Everyone's doing it. Uh, make sure to tell them that Mike sent you for exceptional service and selection. So thanks, Eden. Uh, okay, Joshy. Before we we say goodbye, uh, we're gonna do um, we're gonna get joined by Step Daddy Jay here for 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 a minute of I forgot, of I forgot about this segment. Yes. So uh, so so we're gonna hear a minute of his song. Uh, now this song is called East Van. Okay. Um, 
I, I, I'm recording right now from uh, from from my uh, lovely basement suite on, in East Van on Rupert and Kingsway. So when you when you move into that new pad, sort of appropriate. Fuck, I don't know. God, 2019 sometime. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I might just stay in this basement suite forever. I love it. <laughs> All right, let's. Let's hear what Stepdaddy Jay has to say about East Van. This one's more, I'm going to warn you, it's more of a ballad. It's more of a ballad, but as opposed to hardcore rap. Okay, here, here we go. East Van, East Van. On the east side of town, white, yellow, red, and brown. Some people get lost and they'll never be found. In comes of all kinds, stories that will blow your mind. Some people are rich, some people live in a ditch. There used to be a lot of hookers, but they got killed in the cookers. It's a dirty game, women got their own busy housing mind. Fathers can't be fathers to the kids. Social services destroying kids, destroying families. The poor can't afford a good lawyer. Go to jail for a commie didn't even do because of a bad lawyer, but that's life. You get divorced if you have a wife, so why should I get married and have a wife? Women want all your money, they use you for it, laugh you think it's funny. East Van girls are shady as hell, come in from another city, don't know well. East Van ghetto's got a struggle life, got slapped. Yeah, so there we go. Um, Joshy, you still there? Yeah, there's a lot there, Mike. Were you able to? I, I'm not sure if or, or how that's going to work with the recording, but but yeah, you could hear it. You could hear Step Daddy. Well, I mean, I heard enough. Let's talk about it. I thought there was a lot of good stuff there. I thought a lot of good stuff. I I, I like how. Uh, I like there. There used to be a lot of hookers, but there aren't any more because they were killed. Thanks, stepdaddy. <laughs> Thanks, stepdad. <laughs> That's good what stuff. Was, what was the, there was one that was nice and early. Something about uh, getting lost. Or, I don't. Uh, you know what? There's so much there. I'm gonna have to listen to that about 55 more times. There's, a, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack with that. But I don't. But I don't think I'm gonna do that. But there's. Hey, you had some good like uh, marriage advice. You know. What, I missed the marriage advice. What did he say? It was something about uh, if you have a wife uh, the, for your life, they'll it, they'll think it's funny to take all your money. So that's there you go. No, I mean if that is indeed the lyric, that's it's not bad. Not bad. Oh, no, I'm I'm butchering it. Stepdaddy did a much better, much better job than me. Um, but yeah, I don't think actually don't think he did. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, we're big fans uh, of Step Daddy J on this podcast. That's for sure. So uh, indeed, we are. So uh, yeah. So uh, thanks to Step Daddy J, and thank you, Josh Nielsen, for uh, joining us on the Degenerated Podcast. Thank you, Michael, for all you do for this pod, buddy. All right, so it's my pleasure, pal. And until next time, we go. Degenerated. Degenerated.